What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hear that? Is that America cheering? Or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. to the cosmology and science podcast my name is richard and i'm your host today and in this episode we're going to talk more about the book uh, from uh, richard dawkins outgrowing god a beginner's guide so we've read a bit more and we skimmed some chapters and we just want to say some overall things about the book and about the project and what uh, what he's presenting and also what is kind of missing in the overall picture if the aim is to talk about divinity as a concept and not specific branches of specific religions so in short some of the the feeling you get when you read it is that so much of this critique is aimed at Dawkins background growing up in an Anglican Protestant culture and very much towards a literal version of uh, of of, of a religion or of the church that he was uh, exposed to or kind of uh, then parted from, as he said, when he was around 15 years old. So we want to go to just what is missing and then we have some uh, reading suggestions. If, if you think this book is interesting, you think these topics are interesting, we have four books we wanted to, uh, to recommend to expand like the, the overall pictures. Uh, picture a little bit. So, but if you want to say first, then three things that are missing in the argument from Dawkins. The most perhaps uh, striking is the lack of symbolic thinking and symbolic understanding and apprehension. He touches on it briefly, but then it's just the omission of mentioning the symbolic 
deep wisdom that are in these stories, for example, is um, is creating a kind of a character of of what some of these stories are about. So the symbolic thinking is just um, very much would <laughs> would expand the understanding of these these topics. Uh, the second one is just to separate. So maybe Dawkins didn't choose the title of his book himself, but there are so many versions of when you talk about divinity or God, when he could separate the stories from, for example, the concept of deism in itself. Like just the idea that there is something more, that there is perhaps a creator, is very different from being a literal interpretist of some stories in some traditions so that would also be helpful just to to have that more as a part of the argument and then the third one is was also missing some thoughts about the conceptual or the philosophical divinity as you have in aristotle for example the ideas of the first mover like the these logic rational arguments that that there has to be a beginning that you can't have this eternal cause and effect uh, sequence and then also there has to be a it's very so if you read the metaphysics of aristotle in book 12 it's very fascinating when it comes to how he ends up in some some sense describing the big bang because he says that in order for something to have the ability to start a chain reaction that lasts forever then everything that has a size will have a certain um, amount of impact but if it if it should have unlimited impact, then it has to be without size. So he ends up with this that it has no size, it is uh, it has uh, no parts, just like a unity, and it's also indivisible. And that is one of the descriptions of the first mover in Aristotle, which was written two and a half thousand years ago. So that is very fascinating. So that's one one of the divinity. Um, concepts that Aristotle is talk about, talking about. And the other one is the contemplator that is contemplating itself. This is also from, from the metaphysics, which describes that if you are, like if you're thinking and then you can contemplate, uh, one thing is thinking concretely, but then you can also start contemplating about the world, but then you can start contemplating your thinking. Like you are kind of this meta contemplation of like how am I thinking about this? What is the nature of my thinking when I when I'm thinking about this topic? And then when you are doing this meta contemplation in Aristotle's uh, words, then you have this tiny, tiny, tiny little connection to uh, a feeling of what could be the divine as kind of this divine mind and the and the, and the, of the, the deepest form of contemplation. Like you can have the little touch of connection with something divine. So all of this is Aristotle. So this is not religion, but it's still, it's still to some sense touching upon these issues of these kind of sentiments one might have about like there might be something more to the world. So that is also in a part of what is problematic if you think that you have to outgrow God as Dawkins is talking about, then, then it's unclear to some extent, if he means that you should dismiss these thoughts from, for example, Aristotle as well. Okay, so those were three things. And now to the four books. We're going to keep this episode short. So four books that will be helpful to read if you are interested in these topics. And it would also be interesting if if Dawkins himself would <laughs> engage in some of this. So first one is 
Uh, our long-time favorite, no surprise for long-time listeners, uh, The Divine Comedy by Dante. If you want a rational approach to understanding the mystery and, and uh, a feeling and a concept of divinity from uh, like from both a rational and a symbolic spiritual perspective, then Dante is a, an incredible guide because it's fully based on rationality all the way through the first two books. And then you also build a rational foundation in the first two books of the, of the trilogy. So you, then you can start kind of gradually look a little bit beyond the edges of, of rationality towards the more intuitive, the more um, theological in some sense, but this, this is a very different kind of theology. It's very rationally based. So that's one great... You can read everything in Dante and still be grounded in rational thought. So that was the first book, uh, and especially then Mark Musa's version is uh, is very helpful. The poetry is beautiful; it's very close to the Italian original, and the notes are also fantastic. Just half every chapter has half a, a page of of uh, an overview before the poem and the canto, and then five or six pages of of explanation. And you can read those uh, those notes also, like just uh, as a kind of a story in themselves. So. Uh, yep, and that's the penguin version. So that was the first book. Second book is to get a like some feeling of symbolism, uh, especially since Dawkins is mentioning and and making fun of Moses. So if you read the life of Moses by Saint Gregory of Nyssa, that will be hugely helpful to understand how you can read the whole of Exodus uh, and the story of Moses as a metaphor for an internal process of a spiritual journey or a spiritual growth. So you can see the whole story as the birth of Moses just being the spark of something spiritual in yourself and then how that is a process and a learning process and a development growing process with different stages. And then you would it might open a whole new world for understanding and apprehending stories uh, also, the biblical stories, without from a secular perspective, again, <laughs> this is important. Like it's a, it's a way of just appreciating that there is, uh, like, parting the sea and kind of crossing the crossing the sea, and then the Egyptian soldiers are drowning. Is, is a way of explaining a psychological process when you learn something new and then you put something old behind you, uh, some uh, presuppositions or some misunderstandings, you put them behind you, then they're kind of metaphorically drowned in the sea behind you. So that's important. And also the whole mountain is just like really coming to, like for example now, not to get too deep into this, but, but coming to the Sinai mountain and starting to climb is kind of you reach the point where you really study something. Kind of you really want to get into it. And then you have these experiences when you are learning. If you... It's, it's a very common, for example, a common, just to make another analogy here, with uh, if you have language learning, you talk about these kind of glass ceilings that you suddenly, um, you, you you get stuck in one, one level of kind of learning a new language and suddenly it makes a big jump, which is another way of just psychologically, scientifically talking about a learning process. And that metaphorically, that could be very easily seen in some of these old stories like 
the story of Moses. So, as a starting point to understanding or opening the world of symbolic interpretation, Life of Moses, St. Gregory of Nyssa, it was written in the 300s. He was a Greek philosopher until he was 40, like Hellenistic um, education. And then he was half pushed into becoming a bishop and then he started incorporating all these stories and then he he wrote kind of he opened up a big field of this so that's book number two number three is uh dawkins mentioned jung in there and he talks about the archetypes and even has a sentence there where he says something like that uh that the if the flood could also be an archetype and a question mark and he leaves it there and and the answer is yes. <laughs> so uh, we don't have a specific book by Jung, but just reading more into Jung and understanding the link between psychology, uh, like the science of psychology and these old stories, both uh, mythology and religious stories, would just expand the understanding of what this is. So, um, and then you also see that some of these things are also then uh, both archetypes and truths as we will see as he mentions with the flood and also like tower of babel is a is a it's kind of a timeless brilliant deep example of this which we'll come back to in one second just mentioning the fourth book is someone who is related to jung in so jung in some ways which is joseph campbell uh, he is connecting myth and psychology Jung is more like religion and psychology. But the book from Joseph Campbell would be The the Hero with a Thousand Faces. That is another extraordinary, well-written and insightful book to understand the deeper wisdom of these stories, what they're trying to say and the effect of it. So, uh, and then for some examples on that would be like, so the Tower of Babel, for example, if you see that as a warning of just reaching beyond your limitations as a person or as a culture, and if you try to reach beyond your limitations, there will be, most likely, bad consequences. That is kind of the, in the deep of it. And then you could, you could make many stories that, ex, that would express the same thing. So you could see Tower of Babel is one story in the old biblical stories uh, you could see very much of the same in for example the myth of phaethon and apollo where phaethon is the son of apollo in the greek mythology and uh, after a chain of events because he wonders about like if it's really true that apollo is his father and he goes to visit his father and then like in the golden palace which is kind of where the sun rises and and apollo is the one who then like this in this case it's his sun god who is pulling the chariot of the sun across the sky every day so it's kind of how we the sun is moving and how we have the days and then phaethon insists that or he's granted one wish to to kind of as a proof that he is the son of apollo then he wants to ride the chariot for one day and apollo is kind of resisting this because he says no one like just you can ask for anything but not that because no one can control these four horses which are kind of the the forces of nature or just kind of uh, overwhelming <laughs> forces in some sense and Apollo says no one can control them except me not even Zeus but the Phaethon the little boy insists on it and then he he gets control of the, of the chariot and then he rides he starts riding across the sky and it, the, the horses notice kind of the forces are noticing that there is someone 
not ready uh, or something like not yet with enough experience or competence to to manage the situation and then they start kind of running completely wild and the whole world burns down so that is in some sense another more vivid <laughs> uh, expression of the same concept of and having some sense of boundaries and kind of the risk of exceeding your boundaries too much okay so that could also be explained rationally now we're into kind of myth and rationality and prose here but you could express that writing it out in prose but if you make a little story it becomes something that is um like it's compressed in a sense but and it also contains like a little bit more beauty in it kind of a visual poetic beauty and this compressed a rational argument in it so that's all we wanted to say about this so again the four books the divine comedy the life of moses uh, jung in general and then also the hero with a thousand faces and then the whole topic that dawkins is talking about will have some added dimensions and it will still all be on the secular rational kind of f- f- foundation to to discuss and try to understand and expand your mind and just as a concluding thought some of the motivation or like inspiration to do this could be that it will make the thinking more clear instead of instead of putting this strict boundary and saying and and making fun of what's beyond it like there there could be some way of having a little bit of opening first of all you could learn things and you could also just have a more balanced thinking and then uh, in some sense also moving more towards the mindset of the renaissance era and the renaissance thought and and then uh, perhaps being even better equipped for exploration and discovery and and just life embracing <laughs> attitudes okay so with that uh, hope some of this was interesting and uh, some food for thought if you have any thoughts or comments just write to us at scienceideas at gmx.com so that's scienceideas at gmx.com and with that thank you so much for listening and see you again in another episode you may be into punk rock soft rock or classic rock r&b hip-hop or house country techno or techno country but no matter what kind of music you listen to here's something else you should hear please consider getting vaccinated Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.